0: That in real estate, you have the opportunity to work with a wide variety of people. Um, Some people that you absolutely love to work with. Some people that uh, as you look back in your career, you think maybe that wasn't the right fit for me. It's kind of like dating, right? Where you there's a wide range of things and you have to go through a lot to really kind of narrow down what you're looking for. Uh, I'm joined today by one of our top realtors on uh, at Whistle Realty Group, Matt Honeycutt. And we're going to talk about, he uses the word social engineering, which I don't know what it means, but he'll tell us more about it in a minute. But really, kind of, li- he's going to tell us how he has been able to live the life he wants while working with the people he wants to work with and not see them as clients, but as friends, as relationships, as people, and how he can enrich their lives uh, more fully rather than just being a, uh, a transaction. Is that about kind of what social engineering is? You nailed it, Brian. I think, I think we're good here. (laughs) After 20 minutes of talking through it, I figured out how to say it in one sentence. I'm usually the long winded guy. Kyle (laughs) says, so what Brian says is, and he says three words and go, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Um, so Matt, welcome to the the podcast. Thank
1: you very much. Happy to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here. Every time we have you uh, speak to the team, I feel like people get a lot of value out of it. Uh, you are a storyteller, yet you are an implementer and a uh, tact t- t- tech tech
1: tactician. Ta- tactician. Tactician. That's tactician. the word. Let's go. Uh, with that.
0: You have tactical information, so I'm yeah. really excited to hear um, how you did this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we don't have to talk a lot about why, because I think if anyone's listening to this right now and says, well, I wonder why I should work with only people I like to work with, <laughs> maybe you should sure. skip it this episode. Yeah. Um, but how you did this and how you were able to do this successfully and and live the life you want while providing help for generations, really. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, you are listening to the Whistleway podcast. We are Whistle Realty Group. Uh, my name is Brian Kochi. I'm director of marketing here at Whistle. Um I've been it doesn't matter. Um I was going into a different uh <laughs> intro that I have for something else for one of my coaching calls. Um now I'm totally thrown off track. Now it's am Brian Kochi. Go. I'm Brian Kochi. Uh, this is the Whistleway podcast. If you like this, if you want more information about growing and expanding your skills as a real estate agent, uh, go to thewhistleway.com. From there, you can learn all about um, everything we have to offer—from joining our Facebook group, subscribing to our YouTube channel, subscribing to our podcast, subscribing to our weekly newsletter. Uh, joining our outbound referral network as people leave San Diego and California and move out. We need somewhere to send them and we need real estate agents that we know, like, and trust. And Hopefully that's you. And you can learn all about our course called Media Mayor Mastermind. Where we walk you through step by step by step. Uh, hold your hand through it. Uh, have biweekly calls on how to um, build relationships while using media. Um, so that way you don't have to spend your time cold calling and door knocking and you can uh, build refer- a referral network uh, utilizing media. That's called our Media Mayor Mastermind. You can learn more about that on MediaMayorMastermind.com. That being said, Matt, let's get into the tactician portion <laughs> of the, the podcast. Let's get tactical. Let's that, do that's way better. Um, so talk about uh, social engineering. What, what is it? What, why do people care?
1: Yeah. Uh, social engineering, I mean, that's just a word that I put on it because uh, it makes the most sense to me. You're you are kind of engineering, manufacturing, you know, chance circumstances with people so that you can get different results, right? Um, and let's take a step back real quick. You'd mentioned before that, you know, there's a wide array of people that you can interface with in the world, especially in real estate, because real estate is a people business, Right. And so it's probably safe to say, I think you'd agree with this, that the more people that you can bump into, the more opportunities you can find to help people in anything, particularly if you're selling something or acting like we are as a consultant, Mm -hmm. right? So it makes sense to me that if meeting more people results in more business, then you should do that and you should find ways to engineer those meetings. So social engineering. Um, But to get tactical real quick, what do we mean by that? Well, in your day-to-day life, Brian, you probably bounce around and see probably the same 10 or 15 people and periodically uh, bump into a new person when you kind of go outside of your normal routine, right? Seems right. So when you bump into that one new person, like that's a new opportunity that unveils itself. So we think, well, how how do we get more of that?
0: And and if I can, it's it's funny because this is something I've been thinking about a lot. It's amazing. It's just like in high school, right? High school, it's easy to make new friends because you're bumping into new people every class, yep. right? You you have a new class, yeah. You have four of the same friends, but twenty five people are new, right? Same thing in college. You're 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 interacting with new people nonstop. Then then you become an adult and go to a workplace where you interact with the same 10 or 15 people and you don't make friends because you don't make more friends because those are the people that you have and some of them are losers. So you (laughs) avoid them, right? Uh, Luckily, uh, no, I don't think we work with any losers here. That's great. Uh, I just want to make sure. We got it pretty Um, good. But like what you're saying, what I hear you saying is make it easier on yourself to make friends by running into more people like you did in high school. I I bet you we all had more friends in high school that we saw way more often than we do now. Yeah. Whether you were super cool or not, you saw your best friends five days a week, four hours a day. Now I see my best friends once a month if I'm lucky. Yeah. So how do we make, how do we bump into more people like that? This is what I do say. Yeah,
1: exactly. So think about that. With school, this was a place where hundreds or thousands, depending on how big your school was, of people are kind of forced to come together. Mm -hmm left to their own devices, I think devices, they would stay at home or they would just stay around their local area. They wouldn't go out to this place where there's thousands of people and be forced to, you know, move from room to room five times in a day every time a bell rings. That's a very unnatural thing, but it forces you to mix in with different people. School curriculum forces you to Uh, connect with other people for projects and study groups and things like that. And then there's all kinds of different segments that are built in. The athletics, the theater, the academic, the extracurricular, like all these different areas that are kind of forced on you to mingle. But then when you get out of school, all that's gone. Right. So how do we recreate that for ourselves all over again, but in a way that's maybe a little less, (laughs) you know, miserable than, you know, Well, I mean, there's no homework.
0: So there's that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah. I love that (laughs) part. (laughs) You know, so let's think about that. You know, when you look at the school thing, you've got all these different arenas and you're kind of forced to go to those. But once you're an adult, no one's forcing that on you. Well, just like being an entrepreneur, you don't have a boss. So what do you do? You have to be your own boss. You have to say, all right, I want these new novel connections, these good, rich connections to happen. So how do I arrange those for myself? And this is where I think a lot of people go wrong in their first three years. because
0: First year years in real estate. In real estate. okay.
1: Because they think about, I need to be successful.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: when we think about successful, we generally think moolah. That's yep. right. Money. It's only when you've been in real estate for a couple of years, you realize, oh gosh, there's a million ways to make money in real estate. I don't have to go with the first one I find, and I don't have to go with the most miserable ways that there are out there.
0: I can always, not always, that's thats presumptuous. Uh, I, can, I have a good sense for who's going to be here long-term versus who's going to be here short-term. And I, I've talked to people, and I... I've talked to Kyle and I go, yeah, I don't think this person's going to make it. He goes, oh no, they've been in real estate. Their parents are in real estate. Their, their girlfriend's in real estate. Their kids are in real, their dog's in real estate. And I'm like, uh. and I And he goes, why don't you think this guy or girl's not going to make it? Well, because they do a lot of work. They get money. Then they don't show up for three months or six months. Yep. And then they come through and do it again. And it's cyclical. And I said, they're just in it for the money. and And they're not doing anything now to build their pipeline for two years from now. Yeah. Um, because they're just looking, holding open house, Mm -hmm. getting uh, leads, Facebook leads, whatever. I'm looking for the right now business only. And Mm -hmm. the right now business is important. You can't be in real estate in three years if you don't have business now. Facts. So I don't want to discount that. But if you're not looking at three years down the road, you're going to be on this grind, this this Mm -hmm. hamster wheel, and you're always going to be chugging along here. There's never going to be a great growth for you unless you plan for it. And that's what I hear you saying
1: Exactly. And the key word there that I picked up on Brian was the grind.
0: Oh, I heard, thought hamster. I <laughs> thought it was a hamster.
1: <laughs> Almost. That was the second word. And what you're talking about is a normal thing. When people are kind of like hunter gatherers in real estate, they go forage, they get some deals, they put food in their belly, you know, and then they get hungry again, then they go back after it. Right. And there's two reasons I think that generally people would do that. One is that's all they want out of real estate and that's a lifestyle choice. Perfectly fine. That's what you want. Go for it. That's one of the freedoms of being in sales is you can set that up for your, for yourself, especially if you're confident enough that you can go back out there at any time and go get you know some deals. The other part of it would be if that person is doing something that is exhausting, meaning it's everything I've got just to get in the game long enough to get that deal to come in. And as soon as I get it, I just got to go recharge for a while before I go back at it. That Brian is a symptom that somebody's going the hard way about getting their business. And when I say the hard way, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are hard, but specifically hard for that person, Mm -hmm. right? If a, if you graded a fish on how well they fly, they're probably not going to do so great, right? it's a
0: flying fish. They're, they're pretty decent. Right,
1: and they're good for a you know, good 25, 30 yards <laughs> sometimes. I don't think it's that far. right? But it's very <laughs> rare, right? So if you sit down and think about what kind of business do I want to build, and part of that is what type of people do I want to build it around, since it's a people business, then you start to like come to some conclusions of, hey, I can go about this a different way that really integrates with my life a lot better and is a lot less exhausting. Okay. Tell me how. All right. First of all, send all your referrals to me. I'll handle it. (laughs) Good. Got it. So just become a referral agent. Honeycutt's got you. Call it a day. (laughs) No, what you have to do is realize like what type of person you are, Mm -hmm. what goals you have in real estate, and then what type of people you want to be around. If you can answer those three questions, that really gets you most of the way there. Okay. And and they do have to
0: be in harmony, right? Yes. The lifestyle I wanna live is I wanna do zero work. The goals I was I wanna sell hundred homes, and the people I wanna be around are my cats. Those aren't, <laughs> aren't gonna be in harmony. <laughs> you, you you I mean they, they buy some houses, but not that many. Yeah. Um so they, they you have to check yourself a bit. Yeah. Right? Exactly.
1: So like let's just I say said
0: that like that was like an aha moment, but everyone's like, duh. <laughs> yeah, we <Obviously>. got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: First of all, think about what type of person you are, right? Are you the type that is going to go knock some doors and confront strangers all day long and still feel like really happy at the end of the day? Or are you more of an introvert? You'd much rather set up some systems and then have richer connections that may take a little bit longer to build, right? What's your safety net right there, right? If you're the type of person that, you know, really wants to just go out there and go get the business, right? And you have a high, like, income like what we call high prey drive like you have a high level of income you want to hit and you can't sleep at night unless you go hit those doors that's a that's a totally different business model you're trying to create for yourself than someone that's like hey I got into real estate because I want to work eventually I want to work 20 hours a week spend a lot of time with my family maybe make a low six figures but just be happy and have a have a good amount of time left then you're setting up a whole different business model at that point. So some people only find that out after they've been in the business a couple of years, but some people, they can actually answer that question in year one. Who's your, who's your role model in real estate? And kind of look at what that person does, and that'll get you off to the right start. So going back around to it, when we're thinking about how to integrate that, that lifestyle, you're going to be spending a lot of time communicating with people. So who those people are that you're communicating with is a huge element of your happiness with your job. And going back to the grind piece, if you're around people that you like, if you're talking to people that you like, and you're talking to them about things you like, it's much less of a grind. And you can make those calls all day long. And and what I,
0: I where I like, I like where you're going. Um, there are, there are systems that you can't control the type of people, yeah. right? Zillow Flex is going to give you any and all people, young, old, nice, mean. They're just going to give you people that are looking to transact. Cool. Uh, Facebook leads, and you're saying, look at homes for sale. Same thing. Um, But where you're going is you get to pick your your tribe, right? Yeah. And so uh,
1: how do you do that? What you're talking about with Zillow leads, that's a great lead source, but it's only one... Yeah. it's, It's only one spoke of the wheel, right? Perfect. Every real estate agent has to, has to be working on their own sphere while they build up these other names and numbers from these other lead sources. Why? Because it doesn't matter how you start out in real estate. Every agent ultimately gets to a point where they have a database of past clients, friends, relatives, and people that they know that they get repeat and referral business from. You can start with Zillow Flex and Op City and uh, you know lender leads and all these types of things. But the goal of those is to satisfy today's business, but then put them in your database so you can get repeat and referral business from them later on. So it's an accelerator mm-hmm. if you look at it in a. If you step back and look at it in the macro, so why would you want to spend your time only working with strangers that you can't control? Uh, yeah, you know, who they are, and you know what they're into, and have those rich connections, and not also be spending time with people you really do care about. If it's a people business, I mean, it's a, it's a zero sum game, right?
0: If you're if you're spending time here, you can't be spending time here. There's only one of you. You can't clone yourself. We're not sheep yet.
1: Not yet. Give it time.
0: That's not really what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a weird way to do it. And so you shared mm-hmm. a little bit about this mm-hmm. on our. We do a huddle every morning at eight mm-hmm. fifteen with our team and you shared this and you said things that I'm like oh yep heard that obviously mm-hmm. but then you went deeper uh, and so I want you to share that as well yeah um of how you and it's funny because the words you were saying earlier social engineering yes. manufacturing connections this yes. seems very cold and rigid and system based but I want you to explain it because as people hear it they're going to go oh that's the exact <laughs> opposite it, it's it's not it's not yeah. um It's not an assembly line, but it's it's instead of an assembly line worker, you're more a uh, a a potter. You're creating. You're you're forming. You're Mm -hmm. you're a gardener. You're tending, right? So maybe it should be social gardening. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna plant, like, I'm going to
1: bury some people and let them grow.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> That sounds a
1: little weird. That, that, you made it weird. Yeah. So how talk about how do you do that? How do you engineer those connections? Or how do you foster, grow, nurture those connections? I like mine better. Yeah, I like it better. <laughs> Here's a simple way to do it, right? Someone invites you out uh, for, let's just say a beer, right? Hey, man, let's go get some beers and hang out. Cool. Without any you know, without thinking about it, without taking any further actions, you're probably going to go meet that person for a beer, talk about what you're going to talk about, and then go home and call it a day and move on with your life, right? Will something come from that? Maybe, maybe not. But what if you said, hey, I've got an opportunity to meet this person. I wonder who else would like to meet this person or would like to go with us. That way we can create more discussion and enrich more than one relationship at a time with this one opportunity? Because you mentioned a few minutes ago, there's only one of us, right? Mm -hmm. And we only have so much time. What if you invited me out for a beer and I said, hey, Thomas, why don't you come along with me? I want to introduce you to Brian and we're going to have some beers together. Is there a chance that you guys have something in common that you can connect over? Something that you guys like jointly that can enrich the conversation and take it in different directions? Probably. What if in the course of you guys having communications, you became friends, right? And then something spawned from that later on. And what if every time someone invited you out or you invited someone out, you created those moments to say, what if I introduced this person to that person and got them into this new or introduce them to this new idea, this new group or this new thing, right? Like what if I got you into photography in the first place? Or what if I was the guy that got you into, you know, scuba diving? And now you're scuba certified, and we can go on scuba trips together, take photos, like all these things to help foster a better relationship, but then also a way to introduce new people and novel connections into that group. What if next time you invited me out for a beer, you took it upon yourself to bring a friend, or if I asked you to bring a friend to have a better time? Now you're actively recruiting people in for me so that I have new opportunities for business and it's not that much harder than just meeting up for a beer in the first place
0: yeah and so and so same type of thing you're you're giving the you're creating opportunities where you can form relationships and and yeah there obviously part of it is going to be let's find something that let's find someone that wouldn't match personality wise. You're not gonna yeah. go, oh hey, this person only likes to talk politics and they're on one side. Let's talk about the other person who hates that <laughs> side. Let's put them together. Like maybe we that don't could do be that. interesting though. Interesting. I don't think yeah. you're gonna build great relationships <laughs> out of that. Um yeah. but right like yeah find someone that hey you like rock climbing you like you like maybe you know no one else that likes rock climbing. You like yeah. hiking you like camping.
1: They're in the same yeah. vein. And it can it can be like this too, Brian. Let's just say you're friends with someone and They've never done something that you're into, right? Like, say I've never surfed before and you're into surfing. Hey, i realize realized you're into surfing. I've never done it before. Would you mind showing me how to do that? And then we go out and I learn how to surf. Say we're out there, we're surfing. We, you know, have a day trip or whatever. We go back, get some tacos, and we bump, bump into some other people while we're eating tacos. That would have never happened if we'd not engineered the opportunity to do something novel in a new place for me where I can make new connections, right? And let's just say we take that a step further. Now we've done that. We've gone surfing. We've had some tacos. Now you're going to go back and talk to some other people about, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I went with Matt to go get tacos and surfing. And I'm talking to, you know, new prospects somewhere and they're into surfing. Now I can say, Hey, I've done that before. There's something here I can talk about. And now I've created a better relationship with that person because there's something I can relate with.
0: One of the things that I'm sure you do, uh, I don't think you're going that route, but but it's, it's similar. Uh, we listened to a, a course six, seven years ago uh, when I was here, and they talked about referring people. Um, but building that connection, that relationship, oh, you're in real estate, oh, I'm in marketing, blah, 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 it, it makes it... it one connecting on a personal level. Hey, let's go out and do things. But as you build those deeper connections, once someone says, Oh, I'm looking to buy a house. Hey, I know a guy. It, 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 because you have that personal relationship, um, one, they can refer you, but I would say more importantly, you can refer them. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're, you have a daughter who's graduating high school. Brian does. I don't do it right now, but Brian does, uh, I, I know a great photographer and, and now you're the connector. Exactly. You're the matchmaker and you're adding value to that person's life who has a daughter that's graduating high school. You're getting kudos because you're, you connected, mm-hmm. but yet you don't have to do any work. And now you're getting kudos from me because I got hired. You're getting kudos from them because you connected. It, it, it's building those connections on a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't do that unless you know about me. You can't do that unless you
1: spend time with someone. You can't do that unless you have these connections. Yes. So, yeah. On that note, what's important to remember is we spend so much time, Brian, doing follow-up to stay top of mind with people. And when you're on a phone with someone and you're just kind of staring off into the abyss, you're like kind of in your own mind, it's just a voice that you're hearing. That's it. It's not a very lasting impression that you're having with that person, even if you have a really great conversation. Replace that with two hours hanging out with them, getting tacos or hanging out at the beach or whatever. How long does that memory last? Top of mind for that person. How long does that burn?
0: Much longer than a phone call, guarantee. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. So if you think of the time you spend face-to-face with someone, especially creating like a, a new novel memory like that, the time that you spend doing that versus all the time you spend on follow-ups with strangers, which one's going to give you the better ROI in the end?
0: Yeah, and again, we're talking about long term. You're the, the the person that you're going surfing with. Bought a house two years ago. They love it. They have cool. But when it comes time, and you continue to build that relationship, and you connect them with so and so, and you say, "Oh, hey, you're actually a surfing instructor. Um, let me connect you with whoever who's looking to like." And you can send them business. That that's always yeah. beneficial. Yeah. What else do you want to add to this before we go into our whistle widget of the week? Of, of social engineering, demographic farming, however you want to kind of ex-
1: explain this. Yeah, my advice to people is find as many groups to be involved with as possible and don't write off any one group. Like you might think that, you know, like, uh, uh, like a rock climbing gym, you're like, how would that like impact me and help my business at all? I love the rock climbing gym and I was like pleasantly surprised with the wide diversity of people that rock climb and we got a ton of gyms in San Diego. I have met so many interesting people there that want to build families that have money that are moving down, moving up, moving laterally that I would have never known. And to be able to just share the love of rock climbing with those people and then find out later that they want to buy and sell homes and refer me business, I would have never thought that that, was a hap- that would happen. That was a a, a pleasant surprise. But it was also a benefit to me in the fact that I was going there anyway. I was already going to spend my day there. And oh, guess what? We're in a people business and this thing I love to do is chock full of people, right? So imagine, like look back at my calendar. My calendar is full of dates with all the people that are in my business around things that I love to do and I get to sell real estate from that versus person B whose calendar is sitting at home on the phone making follow-up phone calls for four or five hours stretching their back and then hoping for a deal. Well, I'm going to enjoy my life a lot more along the way than that person who's just grinding it away at home just kind of staring at the wall, right? 100%. And that's how for me, that's how you integrate real work-life balance and, you know, use social engineering to do it.
0: All right, when we going rock climbing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
1: We're surfing or tacos?
0: I like I like tacos. I'll do tacos. tacos. Let's do tacos. Yeah. <clears throat> well, cool, Matt. sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Um, Before we get into our whistle widget of the week, that's something that we use in our daily lives. Uh, If you guys got value from this, if you are seeing someone that says, is grinding it out because that's the only way that they know how, um, and you say, hey, there's a better way, there's a different way, especially if they're planning to be in this for the long term, send them this podcast. Send them it from uh, on YouTube, uh, from iTunes, from Spotify, Spotify, Spotify. <laughs> whatever, uh, send it to them so that way they can see, hey, there's a different way to do this that's going to fit my lifestyle better yeah. and and allow them to be in it long term so that way they don't burn out in two years of and being like, I, I want to throw my phone away. Um, so if you can share, and then if you got value from this, just like you ask your clients to write you a review, we would love a review from you on your favorite pod- podcast network. Uh, that means a lot to us and helps us grow our channel. So we would really, really appreciate that. That being said, let's hop right into our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our daily life that sp- uh, saves us time, helps us make more money, or just helps us have more fun.
1: Go ahead. All right. So, um, my probably my favorite tool right now is an oldie but a goodie Trello. Um, you'll realize most real estate agents don't have a very good transaction process. So, They get to the transaction phase and they just hand it off to a transaction coordinator and then just hope everything works out. They put themselves in like a reaction mode. I use Trello for my escrow checklist that has every single step that I need to take as an agent during an escrow so that I'm not stressed out. I'm staying in front of my clients with what they need to do and I'm staying in front of my transaction coordinators to make sure all my documents and stuff get off without a hitch. It's free, though you can pay for an upgraded system, and it's super easy to use. You can move things around as much as you want. There's automations that you can get put into it. It's like a digital sticky note system.
0: That's really funny because when Tom first got hired here, uh, I literally... had a sticky note system before we went to Trello. <laughs> nice. I would write sticky notes. I would put them on my monitor. You know, the important ones would go here. The very important ones would go here. The ones that have to get done right now would go here. And the ones that had to go get done yesterday were here. And so he would do something. He would come in and go, what do you need? And I go, Uh do these three. And i give him the <laughs> sticky notes. And then I would check in an hour later, where are you at? And he goes, uh and so we started using Trello and much better system than yeah. handing him a sticky note and be like, where is it? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, my yeah. widget this week is something that uh, we finally bought for as our company. Um, and then since we bought it, within two, uh, within a week, two people asked me, hey, I want to do this. What should I do? And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So we bought a 12-inch uh, speaker, a, a, a monitor, sometimes you, or it's called, but a big speaker that we can have for our client events we can play music through. We've used it to connect to the TV, so we can have uh, loud as we do our uh, basketball watch parties. Yeah. We connect it there. Um, literally, we bought it, and then two people within a week are like, "Hey, what should I do? I want to do presentations. I want to do speeches and in, in small groups, and I want a microphone or in a, a and a speaker." And so we honestly, didn't do a ton of research on this, but we bought it. It's worked out for several events so far. We got it from a uh, guitar center. What's it called again? It, it well, I'm getting there. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> Harbinger Vary V 2312. That's a <laughs> mouthful. Yeah. It's just, it's a big speaker. Uh, but we bought it from a uh, guitar center and there was a, 10 inch one, a 12 inch one, and a 14 inch one. We bought the 12 inch one. It uh, gets pretty loud. We bought that, a microphone, a cable, a stand. It was about 500 bucks all in, maybe 600 bucks. And uh, nice. it's a great tool that we've already used half a dozen times. Have in... we used it for a whistle karaoke yet? Not yet, but we can. Next. We can also connect it to Bluetooth so we can play music from our phone from there. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I think the speaker itself was like 300 bucks. So. Yeah, the Har- Harbringer, Har- I don't know, Harbringer, Vary V2312, <laughs> they do not pay me. They have not sponsored me. They know me. who they are. If, you uh, know who if you If they are. want to sponsor me, I'll do a better job. But until then, <laughs> here's your free advertisement. Thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode of the Whistway podcast. We will see you next week.